Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies. So this week we have part two to our podcast episode, Is This True? with Kathy Gibbons. And last week she talked all about two of the greatest enemies to great thinking. Number one is emotionalism. This culture uses so much emotionalism to try to get us to do what it is that they want us to do or buy the things that they want us to buy. And then number two is relativism. Basically, it says everybody can create their own truth. If somebody can create a truth and say there is a God, and then another person can create a truth that says there is no God, that is contradictory, and that cannot stand. You can't both have a God and not have a God. That's not the way this works. And so we are going to continue on with this conversation with Kathy, and I know that you are going to be so encouraged and blessed by this. All right, so here's part two. You mentioned emotionalism and relativism, and those things are, I mean, that's this whole culture. They're so confused and they're so broken and they're hurting so bad. And it's like, we don't know the answers. We can't find the answers. You know, like everybody should be happy, follow your heart. Well, the Bible talks about like, <laughs> your heart is deceitful above all things. Like it's, you know, our heart tells us one thing and it's not the truth. And it's so all up and down. I can tell you like one day I'll be like, this is awesome. This is great. And the next day I'll be like, what am I doing? <laughs> and it's like, if I follow my feelings, that's one wild roller coaster and I want to get off of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, a hundred percent. You know, and it's not that our feelings are bad. Like, right. God gave them to us. He designed us this way, but they make terrible masters, <laughs> right? Our feelings are there to give us information about what might be going on on the inside about something that has happened to us. But man, we have to bring that under the control of Christ in our lives because it does not work to be led by it. What are some skills that they can learn so that they can catch that? Because living in a culture where we're surrounded, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I'm like, I am so thankful that I am not in the school system in this generation because it's so, you guys are walking through so many things that I never even personally walked through. So I would love to hear what are some things that they can learn so that they can think in a way that is lines up with the truth of God's word. Yes. Okay. A hundred percent. So I would invite everybody to just check out my podcast, add filter it through brain cell to your podcast list, because in each one, there are super short episodes. So for me, that's the first one. And then you got to start practicing. I'm going to give you one simple question. I give it every single episode. If you can get used to asking this question, 
you will be well on your way, or at least have your mind to where you can take thoughts captive and say, is that true? Is that not true? And that's the question right there. Is that really true? Is that really true? If we can just ask that question about the things that we're seeing, about the things that we're hearing, about the messages, the memes, and all of that, is that really true? Now, what that does is that forces our brain to say, okay, let's just stop for a minute and just think about this rather than just take it in. It is not safe to just take in any old message that we are exposed to out there. So just stop and ask, is this really true? What are they trying to say here? What is the message that they're giving me in this article or in this headline or in this ad? Is it true? What's the worldview behind this message that they're giving me? Do I agree with that? How do I know? Right? What's my authority? What does scripture say? And if you can just do those simple things, you will automatically start being able to think better. And so I know it's going to sound like, well, Kathy, it sounds like you're telling us to be skeptical about everything. Yes, I kind of am. I absolutely kind of am. I feel like in today's day and age, we have to be skeptical. We have to have discernment with the messages that we are being told. There's no shortage of crazy out there, y'all. There is no shortage. And you have to be able to recognize it and stand firm against it. So yeah, I do. I want you to be a little bit skeptical and run everything through the filter of truth. And of course, we believe that to be scripture. We believe that to be what God has given us and run it through that filter. Can you give us an example of what that looks like? I do want to say, listen to the podcast because I listen to the podcast with my kids and I learned so much. Yes. Okay. Here's a big one that's out there right now. Right now, the messaging that's out there is love is love. And this is typically used in the in the homosexual community, transgender community, that love is love. And so therefore, who somebody loves is fine. It's all the same. It doesn't mean anything. And keep your nose out of somebody else's business because love is love. Okay. So you have to stop and think, is that true? And when I think about, is that really true? One of the first things that we have to look at is we have to define our terms. Okay, what do they mean by love? When they say love is love, okay, what is the worldview behind that, right? So we know that when somebody's using that messaging, they're trying to say that that is the same as what God told us in the Bible that should be between a man and a woman. Love is love. Love is love. It's the same. That's why we have to go back to let's define our terms. Okay, so what do they mean by love? Do they mean love between a man and a woman? No, they mean love between two people of the same gender. Okay, well, is that the same thing? And so when you can start with definitions, because that fallacy is called equivocation. Equivocation happens when somebody redefines how we use a word. Another place that that's happened is with the word racism. So it used to mean that you were a racist if you treated somebody differently based on the color of their skin. That has traditionally been the meaning of the word racist. Well, they've changed that. Now, You're racist if you do not treat somebody differently based on the color of their skin. Critical race theory is saying that, you know, if you have white skin, you're automatically an oppressor. If you have black skin, then you are automatically a victim and you should treat somebody differently because of the color of their skin. And I have seen so many arguments online between people over race issues. And the reason they're doing it is because they have two different definitions of the word racism. The word racism has been equivocated. And to be able to recognize that and say, okay, let's just take a step back and define our terms, right? If you can just start there, what do you mean by that? That's the simple question. What do you mean by that? When you say racism, what do you mean? When you say love is love, what do you mean by that? Because there's even things out there that sound very Christian and sound good, 
but they don't mean the same thing we mean when they say spirituality or when they say faith. And so you have to take a step back and say, what do you mean? When you say spiritual, what do you mean? Well, I mean, crystals and, you know, all kinds of whatever. (laughs) Okay. That's not the same thing that we mean. So we have to talk about our terms and what our definitions of these things are. So that's just one example that's called equivocation. And understanding that you can recognize when the things that somebody is saying, because yeah, to say love is love, that sounds so good. Of course, who would be against that? You must be terrible to be against that. Not when you stop and ask, what do they mean? And realize they have a different definition of love than what we have. And so that's where we have to start with that. Yeah, that's so good. We think that love is necessarily of God. But when you define those terms, God is love. The Bible talks about that. God is love, but that doesn't mean love is God. (laughs) It is so important to go back to those words because if we believe the Bible, we're projecting our biblical worldview on theirs. And so we're thinking, oh, this is what they must mean. And it's like, they've got a totally different definition. There's so much of it out there. That's why I really try to, you know, hammer in that question. Just get used to asking, is that really true? Is that really true? Is it really true? Regardless of where the messages are coming from, that's how we just develop kind of the habit of discernment and the habit of asking. Because just this last week I compiled, I have a whole stack of memes, just memes that I have found that all sound good and sound like God, Christian, and the Bible, right? All the things, but they're a hot mess. When you really just stop and look at him. And I thought, this is so dangerous because if you don't read this with discernment, now you can take, some of them are meant to make you feel guilty. The emotional appeals, right? It's an appeal to guilt. You should feel guilty as a Christian. And there's even some that are working to separate Jesus from the church in the Bible. Like, oh no, we love this Jesus, but the church in the Bible, they're the terrible ones. And so you have to stop and think, okay, well, what Jesus do they mean? Who are they referring to when they see Jesus? Is it the Jesus of the Bible or is this this social justice Jesus that they've created that's not really a real thing? And so we have to really even pay attention to even things like that, that you would think, of course, I'd agree with that because it's Jesus. They're not talking about the same Jesus that we're talking about. And we have to really realize that. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that's something that we all could really just stop and think about. Like she said, listen to the podcast. <laughs> there's a ton, there's a ton. Another one is called an ad hominem. So I know that sounds confusing. Don't worry. It's just, it's a Latin term. All it means is to the man. And so that what an ad hominem happens when somebody attacks the person, something about the person rather than attacking their argument. And so this would be like, if somebody is trying to make a claim, let's say I'm going to give them a false claim. Let's say they make the claim that the sky is green. Look at the sky, it's green today. And me, rather than saying the sky is blue, I say, your shirt is ugly. Of course you would say the sky is green because look at that ugly shirt that you're wearing. People who wear ugly shirts like that will always say that the sky is green. So do you see how I took the attention off of the argument that the person is making and attacked the person? So if you've ever seen any political debate, you have seen an ad hominem because they will attack the person. Well, this can happen when we're talking to somebody about our faith as well, rather than somebody trying to argue the facts about scripture and about truth, they'll start to attack the person and, and, you know, they'll attack the person's character. Well, you're not perfect. So why should I listen to you? Okay. Well, that's an ad hominem. So now you've attacked me, but 
we're not talking about me. We're talking about scripture, right? We're talking about a truth here. And so just to be able to recognize, because otherwise what happens is we get totally derailed. You're like, oh, you're right. I know I'm not perfect, but blah, 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 blah. And now you're totally off the track of what you were trying to talk about there. So you just have to recognize, you know, and ask yourself the question, is it really true that this character trait discredits what I'm talking about? No, usually it has nothing to do with the argument that's being made. So it's just things like that that'll help you recognize when somebody gets off the point, (laughs) because that's what happens a lot is they get off the point and try to take it to something that it's not. Yeah, I can see that happening a lot in a lot of friendships. Do you have any advice for these girls? Like if they're in a situation that's like that, like what if they're surrounded by people that are their friends are attacking them, you know, instead of like... (laughs) actually listening to them. Okay. This is why I do this podcast because my heart is for this generation that's trying to stand for truth. And most of your, you know, if you have friends that are like that, the first thing that I always say is remember that they're probably not against you. They're just repeating what they've heard. And I say that because it's really easy to take it personally. It's really easy to take it. Like my friend is attacking me. My friend is this, that, and Maybe they are, but more likely they're probably just repeating what they've heard. They haven't thought about it. They don't know how to think about it either. And then number two, if you can recognize that they've gone off track, sometimes just being able to bring it back. Okay, that's fine. I know you said I'm, you know, I'm inconsistent, but what about this thing that I said? What about this truth and get back on track If you can recognize what they've done, then you don't have to necessarily call them out on it, but you can just get it back on track of of the things that you were talking about. And and then the third thing, the third principle that I think is really important, there's a book that I read a couple of years ago that was so impactful to me for the days and the times that we're living in right now. It's the book is called Live Not by Lies. And it's the story of this man who he studied all these people who had lived through and survived communist regimes in Eastern European countries and other countries. And he went and interviewed them and said, how did you survive this? Right? Because before the bad regimes could come in and bad governments could come in and take over, there was lie after lie after lie that they were, that the people were told and that they were expected to believe and they were expected to go along with. And if they didn't go along with the lies, they were punished in some way, shape or form. Just like what we're seeing today, people are getting canceled. That's one of the ways that people are punished these days. They don't go along with the narrative or or whatever it is. And the biggest thing that he came away with, he said, we determined that we would not live by lies. We would just not be a part of something that was not true, that we knew to not be true. And so we wouldn't repeat things that were not true. And we would say the truth. When he said it, I just... I thought that just seems so small. (laughs) Like that doesn't seem like enough to stand up against, you know, all the lies that are part of our culture that, and that we're facing. But then I realized it is enough. Standing for the truth is enough. And so I'm not going to go along with lies, regardless of how popular they are, regardless of how somebody makes me feel if I'm, you know, not going to go along with them. And It doesn't mean that I have to be mean. It doesn't mean I have to be rude. It doesn't mean, I mean, maybe I'll lose some friends. I don't know. It just depends, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means I'm not going to go along with those things. And so to realize that that is a way to push back against untruths, but it's also a way to love people because the, you know, the Bible says that 
one of the ways that we love people is by telling the truth. And so when we can walk in truth, when we can recognize what truth is and we can walk in it and we can stand in that, now they have a chance because everybody needs somebody in their life who's telling them the truth. And you may be the one person in your friend's life that loves them enough to tell them the truth, that has enough courage to say, actually, that's not true. This is what's true. This is what God says about you. And this is what God says about this situation. You may be the only person in their life doing that because right now what's popular in society is to live by lies, is to say the thing because it makes you feel this way. And the most important thing in life is to make you feel this way. So I'll tell you anything you want. So you feel this way. No, scripture says, no, we say no to that. And we tell the truth and we tell the truth in love. It's so good. Reminded me of the verse from 1 Timothy 4.12, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct in love and faith and impurity. And that's exactly how you do it is, okay, I'm not going, I'm going to stand up against this culture with courage. I'm going to speak the truth, but we're still going to be able to reach the people with compassion. Like you said, you know, it's going to allow them to see hope for the first time because right now they're broken. They're looking for answers. They don't realize that God is the answer to every problem that they have. But we have that answer, and that's how we're going to be able to share that is by making sure that we're not falling prey to all of these fallacies and thinking, but we're like, you know, we're going to stand for the truth. And I love that. I'm going to have to read that book because that sounds incredible. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you read the right book at the right time and it really hits you differently. But with all those things that were happening in 2020, 2021, you know, and all the craziness, it just seems like things have accelerated since. And I thought we do have to know how to live. How do we operate? And for me, that just became a very simple way to live, live not by lies. So we're not going to participate in the lies. We're going to know the truth and we're going to stand for the truth. And in order to know the truth, you have to read what God says because he is the truth. In today's society, it is revolutionary to say there is truth and we can know it. Yeah. So good. Well, Kathy, I am so thankful to have you on this week. This has been such a great episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I love what you're doing for all your listeners. I just want you all to know that you are here for a purpose. There is a plan and you might know what it is right now. Most of us didn't when we were in our teen years and it changed and it looked different over the years. But all of that is part of the purpose and part of the plan. And just just know that you're on track. You can't go wrong. If you're seeking to know God, if you're seeking to know him and his will, keep listening to Jamie's podcast because because she is going to lead you in the right direction and encourage you in that walk. So thank you, Jamie, for having me on. I love what you do as well. It encourages me to know that there's people like you out there. Thank you. You are such a blessing. All right, ladies. I hope that this week's episode really helped you, especially when it comes to thinking more critically. Now I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to really mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, two quick announcements. We are still taking enrollments for the summer Bible study. We are going to be talking all about identity. And when you understand your true identity and who it is that God says you are, Watch how it changes your life. We would love to have you join us every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time throughout the months of June and July as we go through this Bible study, Who Am I? And then the second announcement, 
Uncommenting Live. I am so excited about this conference. It is going to be life changing. I am telling you, not only are you going to go away from this conference with an even stronger walk with God, with an even stronger sense of purpose and identity, but you are going to walk away from this conference with brand new friends who love God, who are walking this journey with you, and they are overcoming because they are standing true on who it is that God says that they are. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. All you need to do to get signed up for that Bible study you can head on over to the Uncommenting app. All right, ladies, have an amazing week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommenting Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. <laughs> so stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.